Also at work, I have explicitly cut out the nipple space of all of my shirts, so it's like a tie with nipple holes. Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 148, and uh, we are pretty loose. Just call us the Baja, man, because them dogs is out. Um, Oof, 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 oof. Well, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, this is this is episode two of two in our recording slate here, and uh, we've we've, we've been here a little... before a lot of times. Where episode two mm-hmm. of two, yeah, you know what you're in for, yeah, yeah. It's also been a rough week. Let's be honest. It is. Yeah, the pandemic again, is still we're on. recording right at the right at the precipice of the the pandemic, which we very very much hope is ended by the time anyone listens to this. But right now. It is total bullshit, and yeah. we're all stuck in our houses. Last last episode, so, Lee was hoping that it would be over, and now we have another extra week. So, god damn it, I hope it's over by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, just think about it this way: when when you hear us stumble, wow, Zach finished that really intensely alcoholic Smash cocktail way before the episode the ended. Whole um, okay, thing. <laughs> That was mostly mezcal I got my and wine some here. fucking chartreuse. Like, what the fuck? And God damn, chartreuse. That's I, 120 proof. I I went out into the apocalypse just for Luxardo today. Was... That that might have been a bad call. But anyway, think mm. about it this way when y'all are listening. Your boys are tight. Them dogs is loose. <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> that, that's, and our Twitter, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And our Twitter is controlled by Real Pro. Yeah. Uh, so famously, yeah, yeah, all true. Yeah. Zach, it's you this week. Oh yep. God, I wish here it wasn't it, here. At episode one four eight. I've got a cast like a motherfucker to get through on this one. Mm. Seth, right. really? So you're gonna you're really put some. So Zach is him. is faking the film Midnight Cowboy. Yep. Uh, well, I thought it was an incredibly famous film, as it turns out. And Lee and I both do this, so uh, fuck you, Zach. Let's go. Yeah. What cast did famously. we give you? Okay, again, uh, this is on Seth. Every every word I'm about to say is on you, Seth. So oh, just wait, so we're all clear about this. All right. Oh, you don't remember what you did? Yeah. Nope. Piece of shit. You don't remember your shame? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. I never do. Let's move on. Okay. Midnight Cowboy. Dustin. Quote. Uh-huh. In no way. Another quote. The Hoff. End quote. Hoffman. And other quote. Yeah. Yeah. There was <laughs> nested was quotes joke. on that one. Yeah. You're so fucking proud of yourself. <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. John. Don't call me the opposite of a proud boy. Oh, please do. Oh, God. Uh, John, quote, sometimes when communist. you stare into the void, the void stares back, unquote, void. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's not even the worst one. We're only getting started. Yeah, honestly, those are still legible. So yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I had Sean, to practice this you before the this episode I love it. because it is very tough to read. 
Okay. God, I have, I have this sneaking suspicion that I'm going to have to edit this one. <laughs> uh, okay. I hope so. Sylvia, quote, the magnificent, unquote, Miles. That uh-huh. one was, like, pretty reasonable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Robert Elmer, quote, huh, ellipsis, didn't see that one coming, end quote, Balaban. <laughs> it's just Bob Balaban. You know, that guy that's in all the stuff. Yeah. It's Bob Alden. Yeah, that I, one was particularly <laughs> awful. Yep. <laughs> I forgot that I sent you a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But essentially, wow. that's what you we always had, do. <laughs> I, because, Lee, I pull so much bullshit all the time. All that the time. That is true. So, essentially, we have Dustin Hoffman, John Voight, uh, uh, Bob Balaban and then and Sylvia Miles. And Sylvia Man, Miles. It's almost the like we could have just done it that, that way. And that would have been way easier. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, you say essentially we have those people. Those no, are the people literally in the movie. There's no essentially <laughs> about it. That's what it is. That's true. There aren't many other people in this movie. Anyway. Sure. So Zach, tell us about Midnight Cowboys yeah. starring and don't don't stare too deep into the void. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna call him uh John. Jolie the whole time, but I didn't know what the progeny of the whole. Uh, yeah, I actually mess don't know was. where Angelina Jolie's name comes from. I, oh, I assume I, I assume I, the yeah. uh, her mother, but I honestly am not familiar. Yeah. So uh, I'll look it up and then interrupt you while you're doing your movie. So yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. good idea. Um, Let's go with this. <laughs> we always do. Uh, I had a bunch of weird ideas. They're all. Uh, Cambodian American, apparently, Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie. Really? Hmm. No. Mm-hmm. That seems impossible. Okay. Um, I had a bunch of ideas, but it's all a variation on a theme, and so I left them all out because I picked the best one, and it would have sort of spoiled it. So, Jolie's okay. her middle name. Oh, interesting. Oh. oh, so she hated her dad that much that she's just like, I want nothing. No, to do I with think you. it was. I think it was more like. She wanted to make her own career. And oh, also I, like a Screen Actors Guild sort of situation, that sort of stuff, yeah. Possible, yeah, possible. I think they have a pretty troublesome relationship, though, famously. Let's just True. do 45 minutes about this, huh? I'm down. No, I'm not. Just kidding. Uh, I'm not either. I don't want that. Cool. Nope. Okay. Zach, tell us about your movie, Here please. we go. Cold open. We open on a teenager, probably Dusty. Not the Hoff. Hoffman. We're going to call him Dusty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He's showing up for a job interview in what appears to be a Wild West themed park. Oh, it's Dusty Springfield. Nope, it's Dusty Hoffman. uh, Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, Wild West theme park. Those things that only exist in movies, I think. Not a Dusty Springfield song. Never mind. Should I just stop here? Are we just done? No, (laughs) I'll stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're really fucking this all up. Who would have thought it would have been me, though? Oh, I would, for sure. <laughs> Are you asking honestly or facetiously? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, he shows up at a, for a job interview at a Wild West theme park. Um, a thing that only exists in the movies doesn't actually exist in real life, as far as I can tell. I've mm-hmm. never seen one. I don't think it exists past, like, the 70s, Well, maybe? there's, in a, in a little town called Cave City, Kentucky, there's a place called Guntown Mountain, which oh, is a... Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is a uh, Wild West-themed, uh, we'll, we'll call it a ski lift. 
Um, okay, okay. Where it's very upsetting. Anyway, I think it just <laughs> recently got bought and is now back in operation, which it hasn't been for 20 years. But I think there's a lot of like Wild West, like Colonial Williamsburg deals, but not oh. any like theme parks like the movies would have. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, uh, not like a Westworld. <laughs> More on that later. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this one's very, like, antiquated, and it feels old even in the time. I assume this is, like, the 70s or 80s? I don't really know. We'll figure mm, it out. Sure. Um, so, uh, I'm picturing Bob Balaban as the forever downtrodden, forever old, uh, forever less creepy John Waters, I think, is his aesthetic. Yep. Uh, he's the All manager right. at this place. Um, mm-hmm. he's doing the interview, um, we find out that Dusty is interviewing for the position of the High Noon Slinger. Mm-hmm. So, no one reacted. Just, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna make a joke. Yeah. about you calling him a slinger. We're just gonna let you. go. I know nobody reacted to that as I hoped they would. Okay. Uh, there's two yeah, firsts. Thick ropes. <laughs> well, that frozen yeah, ropes the... even. All right. Mm. Kind of Which are even harder in the old west because you know, like really it's really hard to transport ice, but like it's fine. Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's two forces in this world: the High Noon Slinger and the motherfucking Midnight Cowboy. Jeez. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, this is on a fast track to Lost episode. Yeah. Ooh. Let me. Let me get. Th- I got four more paragraphs. We can do it. <laughs> Mm, good. Okay. okay. Uh, we find out that the old Midnight Cowboy left, uh, and the old HNS High Noon Slinger, John Voigt, effectively graduated to the more prestigious Midnight Cowboy role. Our boy Dusty gets the job as the new HNS uh, and starts uh, doing the introductions uh-huh. and the training and the whatnots. Finally, he comes upon John, meets him, and there's some obvious tension because that's sort of the whole thing here. They are right. like night and day. Right. You need to be necessarily antagonistic towards, your, towards each other. Your villain in this theatrical nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Sure, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so John is being kind of cagey and in like a hazing the new guy, quote unquote, kind of way. Um, but he sort of like shows him the ropes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, uh, we see Dusty's first performance. It's a bit shaky, uh, but he's clear. It's clear that he's at home in this sticky, like Wild West, pew pew, shoot him up kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He really has fun with it and plays well off of John. Um, we go through a bunch of second act stuff. We meet all the other people. Sylvia shows up as the Swearingen uh, style bartender. She's like, you know, slinging drinks in the saloon and the whatnots. Mm-hmm. Was that a, a Deadwood reference? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't. Okay, yeah, I never watched that. Oh, it, me neither. It's quite good. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah, we know you're you're a Deadwood boy. I I so. I, I do partake. Yeah, yeah. ask his ask wife about that. <laughs> oh my god, jokes for literally no one. <laughs> uh, she's she's got the foulest mouth and a heart made out of barbed wire and bees. Wait, did you say phallus mouth? Yeah, phallus. He he used a he used a oh not like a penis mouth like like the most foul. (laughs) Yeah, like a bird or I don't know what foul. Seth's the language. Yeah, foul, and not when you think like a bird, but like (laughs) this version of the word. That joke we've been doing lately. Yeah, 
Um, whereas John is I'm ruining this one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> whereas I really like the idea of a heart made of barbed wire and bees, though. Right, it, like, it conjures yeah, yeah. A, a feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's very evocative. Yeah. Uh, all right. So where whereas John is extremely cold to Dusty, Sylvia takes him under her wing and uh, kind of shows him the ropes. Uh, he does notice, however, that uh, everyone that works here is like way too into the whole thing. Like they're really getting like too deep into it. Um, Suspicious. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're kind of like insufferable, like community theater people that can't get out of their own asses just to like be humans. <laughs> Like I know that just, one. Yeah, he's just walking around being like, "This is like too much. Like we don't need to." Uh, but you know, he's part of the mm-hmm. whole thing now, so he has to like uh, assimilate essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So we do a bunch of second act stuff. Uh, there's probably a love interest that I didn't get the cast member for. Um, we. That's fair. We we look deep into the kayfabe of this whole endeavor, and of course, we side with the high noon slinger. And the Midnight Cowboy is the obvious heel. Uh, however, mm-hmm. it's a triumphant High Noon Slinger win. We think that the Midnight Cowboy is going to win the whole time. That's what the, like the Daily Show is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he always is the bad guy at the end of the day. So one day, Dusty is really feeling himself and decides to push the limits a bit and improvises in the middle of one of the shows. John continues and then freaks out on him after the fact, being like, this is... How dare you? How dare yeah. you fuck up my show? We have a fucking order here, and you fucked it up, and yeah, how dare uh-huh. you? Exactly. I, it, took me, it took me years to, like, Hone pull the up character. the ranks to... Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, like, so egregious that, like, the audience is uncomfortable watching this, because it's supposed to be evocative in that mm-hmm. sense it's supposed to be like yeah high high yeah fun and 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 levity but <laughs> but not in this instance yeah, yeah. but not it's essentially right. a tourist trap and you don't need like actual drama in a tourist exactly trap. Yeah, you don't need you don't need them actors fucking it up right Ugh. but the people take it very seriously because it's all they have theater so. yeah, yeah. Uh. uh so from here we realize that everything has changed Dusty has broken the unspoken code, and now John is out for blood. So, it is at this point we reveal the conceit of the whole movie. Barring from uh, Hot Fuzz and Westworld simultaneously. Into it. All right, 10. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, We we start to see... I hate Westworld, but I love Hot Fuzz. I know, I know. We start to see the cracks in the universe's foundation more and more in this uh, cinematic universe. It appears mm-hmm. that this fake town somehow spiritually grabs a hold of some people, and you literally start to become these ridiculous cartoon caricatures that you're playing. This uh, is a real in the mouth of madness. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So eventually yeah. you get so deep that you get lost in it, which explains John's over the top. Daniel Day Lewis style commitment to the whole thing, where everybody's like, "All right, he's he is an oil man, right?" Like everybody's like, yeah. "Oh fuck, it's good, but it's like a pain in everybody's ass." Like we're just tired of living with it for sure, all. right? Like everybody, yeah. everybody, like being a method actor really fucks up with your life at a certain oh my point. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
Um, so we end up drinking in the saloon after hours when everything closes. Uh, mm-hmm. When the whole thing comes to a head, John silently is observing the shenanigans from a corner, just sort of like drinking whiskey in the dark. Um, and Dusty's hubris finally gets to him, and he confronts him and challenges him to a duel. Dusty, not yet uh, consumed by the oh. town in the same manner as everybody else, uh, laughs it off, uh, agreeing to what he thinks is like theatrics. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a fun goof thing, whatever." Yeah, like, it'll oh, be yeah. like, "Oh, I'll, oh, I'll duel like, you." Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be like a pop gun, right? It right. Yeah. He thinks it's duel. a goof, and we're all very drunk, and it's all fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or probably like thinking, worst case scenario, I'm gonna have a fist fight with this asshole. Sure. Like, yeah. Right. This old man's gonna fight me, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that would be fun. <laughs> so they they go out into the street where he jokingly grabs the gun that he is given and pulls the trigger and it shoots a literal bullet into the ground and he goes oh fuck now it's uh very quickly wow, he's okay. realizing that it's extremely real <laughs> um so after some wow. like uh, slow-mo dramatic bullshit uh he best john to great fanfare turns out nobody mm-hmm. liked john because he's an asshole and uh dusty right. literally kills him um, yeah, he's that midnight cowboy, but now he has to—he's the high noon slinger. But, uh, of murdering somebody, right? So here's the turn at the end, the final reveal in the last like uh-huh. two minutes. The final reveal at the end is that the midnight cowboy follows a universal cycle, uh, much like a medieval kingship. While it is the most coveted role, it is also necessarily ending in that person's death. <laughs> Like you, you live very That's high. Very cool. But I like that idea. Yeah, you burn bright, but you live very short because everyone's out Straight to get you. Straight up Cantorowitz, baby. King's two bodies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the the hierarchy is that the high noon slinger like moves up to the midnight cowboy, and then you inevitably go crazy, as did John Voight, because the the camp takes a hold of you and like changes you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is what happened to John and now will happen to Dusty. Uh, and we do like a bunch of montage shit to figure that shit out. And yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's, it's kind of like hot fuzzy in the like greater good sense, you know, where everybody's like, Mm -hmm. or, uh, Simon Pegg shows up and he's like, Oh, this seems like a nice town. And then like, Oh, there's deeper weird shit going on here. Yeah. That's pretty also, it. It yeah. also had a little bit of a, a world's endiness with, like, you're programmed into the scenario. Sure, and sure. Robots which whatnot. Which itself yeah. is also very, like, Stepford Wivesy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is also very Westworldy. So you yeah, a lot of Westworldy. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the whole deal. All right, what's the real rhinestone yeah, cowboy cool. about? Yeah, I'm okay. So yeah, like you, you can sense our our hesitation to actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, engage I mean, with the real movie, I don't know yeah, what's so, happening, but I am confused. Okay, yes. <laughs> right. So so, I mean, again, this is this is a two for episode, and we did a movie that ended in a bummer last episode. Oh, oh boy, or did, so you thought, or so you is thought. Is it worse? In oh terms my God, it's worse. of <laughs> bummer movies, this is. 
In terms of critically acclaimed, extremely bummer movies, this is the king. I was gonna say this I may be. I have heard of this movie. Like I, mm-hmm. and when you told me the well, cast, yeah. I was like, picture. "This is the best picture cast." Oh no writer. shit! And best director. Okay, yeah. What, what year? Even is this Futurama like, satirized like, it. Oh Jesus! Uh, oh, you're right. They did. Yeah, this is like, with with ooh. Kiff and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Zap, Zap Brannigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is this like late 80s? Mid 80s? This is 1969. Oh my god. Is Duffin Hoffman a child? <laughs> kind of. Oh, he's very young. Oh, yeah. Okay. Both both these boys are quite young. So, Zach, do you want the IMDb one second yeah, summary? Obviously. Which, of course. Oh my god, this fucking summary. This summary can't even come close to <laughs> just like scraping. The Ugh. the fucking heels of what this movie's actually yeah, about. Yeah, no. Okay. This okay. is okay. this is this summary is goddamn trash garbage. I can't <laughs> I even... said to Seth I had to take several breaks watching this. I said to Seth Ooh. multiple times watching this. And I've seen this before. Sure. This isn't mm-hmm. even like the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Me too. This movie is punishing. <laughs> it is punishing. It's good. It's good. Okay. It is clearly a good movie. It is a good movie, but uh, oh my god, is it a hard movie? I feel like okay. So my hallmark for that growing up was like Requiem for a Dream. Is it like worse? Yeah, but it's not like gross, and it's not like. Uh, but it is soul destroying. It is soul. It's, it's one of those where yeah, you watch it and you go like, I get it. I never want to watch it again. I am done with that forever. And yet you guys weren't, because you watched it twice, at least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've watched it twice now as well. All right, so, Zach, you want this summary? God, I don't think I do. This comically inept IMDb (laughs) summary. (laughs) This comically inept IMDb summary for this incredibly complicated and also highly rated movie. Oh, Mm -hmm. fun. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So, a naive hustler travels from Texas to New York to seek personal fortune, finding a new friend in the process. Yeah, that could be... This is a joke summary. I was going to say, this is a That could be a National Lampoon movie. Like, that is... <laughs> this, that could be anything. This is a summary just for farts. Because <laughs> okay, okay. it can... It, it has nothing. It can't take any a part of this movie. Okay. I, I would like, before I get into a slightly longer summary, and I hope I can keep it short, because um, <laughs> I think it's more important to talk about things about this movie than Agreed. the plot itself. Yeah, you're probably right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. In this context, hustler means a uh, sex worker. Yeah, prostitute. Oh. Male prostitute. Male prostitute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. So let's begin. Is it Dusty? It's Dusty. No, nope. it's John Voight. Uh, Wrong. <gasps> yeah, it's John Voight. John Voight is. I, I can't a picture a corn fed. 70 year old John Voight. That's confusing. No, okay. he is. He is. Bulky and corn-fed as fuck in this movie. Baby-faced, smooth, like yeah, unbelievable. Again, okay. Remember, this is 1969. Nice. That's uh, yeah, and sure enough. Okay. <laughs> he is. He's. He's, he's recently dodging a young that man, draft, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's. Yeah. He is. I. I. For lack of a better word, he is girthsome. Oh yeah! No, that he's yeah. toothy. He's real toothy. All right. He's yeah. Toothy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
they threw the high gluten flour into the mix on this. Mm. Oh yeah, that's oh, true. Sure enough, it's sure practically enough. high gluten rice flour that you'd use in like Korean, uh, like uh, like Korean yeah. style uh, rice cakes or anything like that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Takes two bites. Give me, uh, give me a longer thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> he's he's well done. Uh, so <laughs> he. <laughs> Yikes. John Voight is Lost Joe episode. Buck. His name is Joe, Joe Buck. Wait, Joe Buck. No, there's a human being named Joe Buck. <laughs> well, there's a sportscaster named Joe yeah, Buck. Yeah, he sucks sure, a but, bunch. Yeah. Okay, man, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. John Voight plays Joe Buck from Bumblefuck, Texas. Texas. Okay. Yeah, Central Texas. And he mm-hmm. uh, leaves for New York City where he is uh, purposefully going there to become a male prostitute with the intention of servicing rich, middle-aged, beautiful women. Yep. That was the in, he wasn't going to be like an actor? <laughs> no, this 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 entire premise is set up in the first maybe 10 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's just like so hanging out. Up, be- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he he shows up and things aren't working out the way he wants them to. This is me racing through this. Yeah, by all yeah, we probably means. should, yeah. Things aren't working out the way he wants them to. He falls in with uh Dustin Hoffman who plays um uh Enrico uh, <laughs> Ratso Rizzo. Oh, yeah, his name is is Rico Ratso Rizzo. <laughs> his name is Enrico Rizzo, but people call him Ratso because he's in uh, a very pejorative actually, fan fashion. Like, yeah, it's this, really this movie uh, coined the term "scuzzy" uh, to yeah, to describe his look in this movie. All right, mm-hmm. he's got like uh, some like in a very racist way. Like he's yeah. got a. He's got a big nose. He's greasy. Oh. He's got dark complexion, like... dark skin. He's dirty all the time. By that name, I thought he was going to be Latino in some way, and I was like, "No, Dusty, no." It's, it's like not... it's like like an Italian slash Jewish sort of sure. situation. I mean, that if yeah. you fits be... his actual human body a bit more, but yeah, Oof. yeah, and he does <laughs> play the part hunched over, like he is always hunched, but oh. it's because and he is terminally ill. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Also, like talked about, his father was hunched over because he was a shoe shiner, and Dustin Hoffman plays the character with a horrible limp. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a whole. Thing. A... So he falls in with this guy, and they end up living in squalor in a like a condemned building, and um, the whole movie. At least the the second two thirds are, are a lot about their like codependent friendship in which like they clearly don't even really like each other, mm-hmm. um, and it's constantly John Voight trying to like break into big time prostitution, but he keeps falling into just like real low petty stuff. stuff, and so like he starts being extremely heterosexual. According to his own like claims, but then he starts he starts turning tricks uh, uh, towards men. Anyway, sure, uh, and that's where Bob Balaban is in the wait, movie. I, he hires. I, I got wait, wait. We'll get to the ball ba- Bob Balaban. What stuff is in a second, what but. is big time prostitution? <laughs> well, like having having higher quality slash higher money clients right oh so like okay. you're you're down on you're down on 34th street and you see you know you're not you know, you're not high like rich... sucking off hobos you're like uh, going on escort dates quote unquote or whatever i don't know why i said 34th street because i assume miracle on 34th street was very important in this <laughs> no i don't think 34th street's any good at all i think you gotta go lower having go having lower. never lived in new york <laughs> i assume 34th street is is important but it turns out 
know that it probably is not, and sure. that's on me. I get that, <laughs> that I'm a Midwestern bumpkin. <laughs> get off my back. Okay. Anyway, uh, we, we go through a lot of their exploits. Like, John Voight is, is the main character, more or less. Um, even though John Voight and Dustin Hoffman both got nominated for Best Actor for this movie. Yeah, two uh, neither Best them Actors for the best okay. film, or, or for, for the same film. It's nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost unheard of. Um, so they, they go through all of this and like we see their exploits. They fall in with some like really um, some real uh, like Bob Andy types? Warhol. Some Andy Warhol of, like in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, that's nice. exactly the time period. That yeah, was, yeah. Um, Andy Warhol in nineteen sixty nine uh, in New York. Absolutely. I, I mean, like it's a little late for for 70s. some some of that Pittsburgh bullshit, but still. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um. So the and there's a lot of like they fall in with like a a, a New York in the late '60s kind of art crowd with like the Warhol influence. So like yeah. a lot of this movie, me and Seth at least think is like the what's New York real New Yorkers versus uh, rich New Yorkers versus yeah, rich there's a lot art of... New York versus it's like so many different New Yorks yeah. like it's almost like New York itself is a character I yeah, fuck off <laughs> you know what <laughs> I know we make that joke a lot because everybody makes that joke a lot but in this movie I don't think so I think Ugh. it's just the characters that reside in New York are the characters but it's almost like like the the fifth sex in the city yeah. is New York itself yeah or whatever anyway anyway I continue just, zach what, what was your point i this whole thing of like different parts of new york being different is so alienating <laughs> like a lot of a lot of movies do this oh. especially artsy movies and like i've i wholeheartedly agree i've been to new york but like i don't fucking get like Okay, there's different parts. And if it you live there, fine. But like that is 12 million of the 350 million people that live in this country. Like, right. so the, fuck the off the making movies about this shit. Nobody cares. Nobody as, cares. As an out, as an outsider, like the nuance is absolutely lost on us. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting too because the director is British. Oh, right. Even better. So like yeah. I could. I could make the claim that my bumblefuck part of the Midwest is absolutely different from a different bumblefuck part of the Midwest. Yeah, but you would also actually in your movie, I would I would make the argument that your bumblefuck part of the Midwest is its own character. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But at least it's that, its own like, girl. At least if you're doing but a movie that's about the, the thing, Midwest, right? You're doing. You have to characterize it enough that that you give context to the rest of humanity. But New York movies right. don't feel the need to do this. They just assume that everybody knows what New York is all about, and it's fucking it's infuriating that you like mumblecore as much as you do because yeah, it feels that's like that's true. a whole mumblecore oh. thing. Yeah, yeah I mean true, every I Jason Schwartzman yeah. band that ever existed of the you know fifteen that have existed. That's exactly <laughs> their their shtick. Also, I will go out on a limb and say that almost every Jason Schwartzman performance pulls from Dustin Hoffman's performance in this movie a little oh, bit. Oh, accurate, uh, absolutely. I have seen accurate. him dress like this character. In yeah, more yeah, than one for movie. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Jason yeah. Jason Schwartzman is essentially like. A microcosm of Dustin. Jason Schwartzman is the failson of Dustin. <laughs> I was going to uh-huh. say the poor man, but yeah, he's a Coppola. Give him a fucking break. Yeah, Talia Shire <laughs> is his mom. That's true. That's um, true. Don't, no, um, don't give regard- him a break. Everyone has given him a break his entire life. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Oh my god, accurate. Um. Anyway, 
Yeah, no, I Zach, I I I get it, and I definitely I definitely yeah. feel you in this regard. We're like, this is a this is a this is a New York movie for no one. <laughs> that like, it's well, but it's it's. I mean, it's extremely famous. I, so I, I don't know okay. how I don't know how to reconcile this. Well, then feeling. let me finish the fucking <laughs> summary, and we can talk that, more about that could, it. That never, could work. that could work. Never ever. <laughs> All right, so as the movie goes on, it also like moves no, from No, I'm warm talking we- now. No, all okay. right, go ahead, please. It moves from from warm weather to cold <laughs> weather and they're like hovel in an abandoned building is like fucking freezing and you can see Dustin Hoffman's character's health decline oh. as he has, the movie goes he on. He has pneumonia oh, of some yes. nature. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's always talking about like getting to Florida. He's just got to get to Florida. Once he gets to Florida, he'll be fine. There's he has like fantasies about living in Florida and like hustling old ladies and stuff. It's weird. Um, wow. There's there's okay. there's a bunch of uh, fantasy cuts in this movie where like they're they're like doing whatever they're doing and then they like look look to stage right and then suddenly we smash cut to a fantasy of one of them doing something like if it's if it's if it's uh, looking straight into the void. <laughs> he is boning some old ladies. If it Ooh. is Dustin Hoffman, he's like on a beach. If it's if it's like like th- this sort of like mental picture yeah. is 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 juxtaposed in this movie constantly. Okay. Well, we, and we'll, we could talk about this a little more, but there's, there's the, a like lot the of montage like... of it all, right? There's a lot sure. of experimental filmmaking, like montage work in this movie, yeah, and, and unfortunately, that's why it won the Oscar. Let's we'll, we'll talk. It about is that, but. almost certainly why. Um, I and and I do think like a lot of it is just in service of saying, here's what real experimental filmmaking looks like, and then they show you the scene uh, of like the Warhol kids, and it's like, and that's bullshit experimental <laughs> filmmaking. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 clearly yeah. trying to juxtapose itself against uh, uh, avant garde yeah, versus yeah. auteur or whatever. Sure, sure. Yes, uh, that's that's a good way of putting it. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the, I know I'm a genius. Go- <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Um, the winter goes on. Thank you, doctor. Um, and thank you, doctors. Um, just rubbing it in my face. I'm the only one. Um, oh dear. It, and Hoffman keeps getting sicker and sicker. Uh, Void yeah, gets he more looks and more rough. like desperate to get money finally like through like some really like he beats uh, he beats a client he beats a man to death he beats a he beats a man to death um to get dustin hoffman out of here they get on a bus to go to florida and on the bus ride dustin hoffman dies okay i mean that like literally moments yeah they're like they're like 15 minutes from miami and he dies and that serves the story that you're describing. Oh, that boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the director of this movie, John Schlesinger, who won Best Director for this movie, he, he directed a lot of famous movies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is not my favorite movie of his. But <laughs> no, it does not sound like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. He said that this movie's intent is like a, a meditation on loneliness. Yeah. And I, which... I don't. That's certainly true. I don't disagree. It, it there is a whole lot of isolation in this movie. Like we're it, leaving it, out a lot of stuff. Like we're leaving out John Voight's backstory, which gets told entirely in flashback, and most of it is in like experimental style montage. Some of them are nightmares. Um, like, yeah, and okay. a lot of it is extremely traumatic. For instance, John Voight was raped 
Okay. Uh, even while both his it, girlfriend was raped, in like oh, they were right in front raped. of him, they were being yeah. gang raped. God. Both of them. It was. It was like. Uh, I mean, like it's clearly Sounds... too late for a content warning, but like it's 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 rough. Like all of this is very very rough, and he gets blamed. And it's not shot like gra- in a graphic manner, but it is shot in a very. Ex- I'm sorry, it's not shot explicitly, but it's shot yeah. graphically. If that makes sense, right? So there's a lot of really, really hard cuts, and and like it's jarring. Like it is, it yeah, is supposed yeah. to be jarring, and I get that. It's a but, well-made movie. Yeah, that is upsetting. that is always the distinction. It's like, oh, I see what they were doing, but I also do not want to watch it. <laughs> right? It's it, yeah. it's upsetting. This movie is yeah. is hard to watch. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, but it's not like a calculated hard to watch movie. It feels like it's it's in service of me, its no. own story. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, cool. Well, um, I'm thoroughly bummed out. Um. Yeah, no, this this <laughs> so yeah so like we were talking about the episode before this being a bummer, whereas Russian literature. Oh, not even this close. is like you know you know how America always has to take things. A little too far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is like a uh, an American version of a Russian story. Sure, like a morality where... tale. Like, and, and there's yeah. no nuance whatsoever. Although this movie doesn't really weigh in on the morality of any of its no, it. No, does it, it doesn't. Which is yeah. actually quite nice. I yeah. I really actually appreciate that because all right. So so uh, staring directly into the void, he <laughs> he wants to be a prostitute. Right, sure. That's his whole goal. So this this movie is also based on a novel, and in the novel, we read yeah. the summary of the novel, and it's it's like makes it far more like understandable where that desire comes from. Right. The movie sure. doesn't really glosses over that. It's like it's a, a family trauma thing. So. I, I yeah, can see that. absolutely. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but and and there's there's a lot of I think very interesting and or or like somewhat productive conversations about reconciling your sexuality oh okay it's very yeah so in the novel uh the character is uh very purposefully like fluidly sexual um, mm-hmm. although it's it's entirely born out of traumatic experiences so right like, which yeah, is which is fucked up tough. in and of its own sense like you don't need a traumatic experience to yeah. to, to define your sexuality in, but in, in any the way, movie in the character is like hyper heterosexually like motivated but yeah. also mm-hmm. like is clearly not just like he's he's more than that he's he's more fluid right to even to even explore that in 1969 seems kind of progressive though to be fair like well yeah that's this movie was rated uh was rated x oh uh, which doesn't exist anymore correct it's it's kind of been replaced by nc-17 but x didn't necessarily mean like dirty it just meant like mature topics right yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah we don't even do nc we just do not rated nowadays they just like yeah refuse to do the thing which i fully agree with like fuck that right double a <laughs> yeah um, um seth and i talked a lot about this um like uh rizzo and by the way fucking uh john voight's character joe calls rizzo ratso throughout the whole movie even the after he like movie. desperately begs him not to like cool. it's just upsetting that sounds yeah, like because, the thing because... john voight would do yeah yeah, so like Ratso <laughs> is the way that everybody who hates 
uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman calls him like okay. John Voight, first in the city, gets get, he essentially gets scammed by by Rizzo uh, at the beginning. Okay, and uh, John 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 Voight like then after getting scammed and being like a genuine soul. Because he's, you know, this this corn-fed bumpkin, so naive and innocent, like, right? Yeah. Though wants to be a prostitute, he gets he gets scammed, and then he falls on hard times. Then he runs across Dustin Hoffman, you know, several months later, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat your ass, and then he doesn't, and then Dustin Hoffman gives him a place to stay in their shitty hovel, okay. and then they become question mark friends yeah uh, there's there's, so there's, the, the there's a lot of problems here but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, the we'll get back to heavily that. like yeah so we'll yeah, get we'll, we'll ha- get back to the friendship problem in a second because it is it, it heavily delves in like codependency yeah like they essentially a, become codependent. Way, is, is there like a sexual tension between them it sounds like well not so much i don't know no well oh. so that's the thing okay yeah um, <laughs> Go ahead, so we were talking about this a lot in, in that like it's 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 kind of refreshing in that like it's in the movie it's it's uh, codependent sure but it is still platonic yeah. and and I feel like if they made the movie today it would be very explicit like that they were sexually involved and like yeah. I don't know where that comes down the director wanted it to be explicit and the okay. studio was like there is no fucking way we're going to let you make a movie with two gay people as the main character like yeah exactly yeah, which is yeah, absolutely <laughs> fucked up but of course and like it's, to be it's fair I hand 69 you- nice I, so, yeah. As much as that motivation is fraught, I feel like I like the nuanced version better than the like obvious oh, now current times version like yeah I, I so yeah. my thought on that is kind of confused though cuz like I I on the surface agree with you and i think today if they did a platonic version of this yeah. i would think it was great yeah, but then yeah. again on the air so john schlesinger was a gay man oh um, okay so like if there was anyone that would been able to treat this with respect <laughs> sure. yeah, and yeah. and nuance like certainly right yeah, yeah. it's just the question of whether or not it would be able to make it anywhere right like yeah. if, if yeah. the studios would actually green light it or not edit it uh straight to hell yeah it if, sounds if like it not, did yeah. if it did have the themes that we think that it should have had, right? right? right. Yeah. Um, it's a hard movie, man. It's yeah, a, this is a. This sounds is like you guys fucking really movie. suffered through this one, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's not we long. Did. It's 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 only sure. hour forty. Yeah, it's 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 less. Oh, than two I, I hours wasn't long. talking about the length. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. The, uh, like the it emotional is aspects mostly. It's yeah. it's relentless in terms of theme, but yeah. like I mean, we didn't have to deal with it for all that long. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to if if Seth, if you if you don't have any more like heavy topics, I have mm. a few fun things to bring up. Let oh, me please. think, because this movie is incredibly heavy. <laughs> oh, this uh, movie is fucking lead, man. This, this, like, this, I, I don't this think movie, I'm going to watch this one. This sounds like a it's, bummer. It's relentless. <laughs> it's good, but it's a hard watch. It's much like uh, They Shoot Horses, don't they? Where that one was... You know, that movie came out the same year. 
Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that movie yeah. is like a problem. Like the the central theme is clearly economics. This movie yeah. also has problems with economics, but also like sexuality and just sure. general like flippancy towards people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess I mean, 1969 was a rough year in a lot of yeah. ways. We all know this. It's a lot about like a a forgotten people. Like, I was gonna say or, it's or just... it's not about like people remember that era very well, like Woodstock, blah blah blah. But I yeah. I like the these summer of sixty nine by on... Brian Adams. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, no, I I like these things that focus on the like sad part of that, like the people yeah, left no, behind. Was... And the... yeah, so yeah. so yeah, this is this is much like a very very lost lost yeah. like people's sort of situation yeah i i think that that uh 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 they shoot horses don't they is similarly about that Definitely. but yeah. but talking about you know two generations prior yeah i was so, saying set in a different time period right, yeah right. right precisely because sometimes you need to create distance yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sometimes people perceive that you need to create distance whether or not you actually need to and maybe this one is so punishing because it explicitly won't create any difference like (laughs) apparently this is like yeah showing you yeah this is this is this is the big thing that lee and i talked to today uh in our in our chats when when i was trying to avoid the relentless onslaught of work (laughs) um in 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 the pandemic era yep uh but like this 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 movie talks about things in a very explicit way that that I wasn't terribly expecting from the time period. Sure. Um it, it sounds like it's doing that thing which uh before its time, like in the time, it's holding up a mirror to the actuality of the situation yeah, that nobody actually wanted to confront the actuality right. of the it, thing. It, it is. I just wish it had any kind of nuance to it. It's very, very blocky about sure. it. But sure. but mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. So Lee, let's get some levity into this into this bullshit train <laughs> if Certainly. we can. Certainly. I've got three fun things. Okay. I based on the last forty five minutes, I doubt it, but I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> So number one is uh, probably the most maybe enduring single moment of this movie. Mm, uh, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Oh, is from this movie. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. This is this so is. So they didn't have a permit to shoot on the streets in New York. Oh. So yes. they had a a hidden camera in like a van, and they were uh take they were doing it like throughout the day whenever they could steal a tape. Sure. And. Finally, after like 15 takes, when they had like they've nailed it, they're walking, doing this like walk and talk monologue, yeah. right? Where Dustin Hoffman cab. is 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 like uh, limping the entire time. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. That, that's his whole thing. Is he has a bum leg and also yeah. he has pneumonia, but like he's he's he is and he constantly refers to himself as a cripple. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah he, right. Uh, eh. He fucking. He's they're walking across the street and a cab almost hits him and he slams the cab on the the hood and he's I'm walking here I'm walking <laughs> here and it's like it was apparently improv because he almost was got hit by the real. fucking cab yeah wow <laughs> that's yeah fun. right and he <laughs> had the presence of mind to stay in character because he was like this is the best take we've gotten so he's far. Cr- so I got, he's I can't quite good at up. acting yeah. turns out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no okay. I, it was it's like that that very iconic yeah. Point I did not know is, that that was from this. Yeah, yeah is is mm-hmm. is from this 
insane movie. Like, contextually, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, but, I, like, I thought that was, like, a Pacino thing. Like, yeah, I don't... I yeah, don't know. it feels Pacino <laughs> because this character feels like what late-stage, over-the-top Pacino aspires yeah, to. The caricature or, of Pacino, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or he is doing uh, a caricature of this character. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, or 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 Bob Bobby of Nero, right? So mm-hmm. it's like the a similar sort of Nero. situation yeah. of House right? Nero. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's this like most New York New York character that yeah. anyone could ever conjure up. Even though Dustin Hoffman's from L.A. and he was just, it turns <laughs> out he's just like an actor. Like apparently he just shows up on set and like snaps he, into it. He doesn't give a fuck. You're saying he's just oh, good at acting? Surprise! Well, this, surprise. Is, this this is a thing that we talked about in uh, Family Business, where where he clearly like is like can just sort of do it but occasionally requires multiple takes whereas mm-hmm. of course uh our our enemy of the Patron show Saint Sean Connery yeah <laughs> enemy of the show uh Sean Connery because he's a misogynist piece of garbage True. will only do one take be, uh so like because uh, he's lazy like the, and rich because yeah, he's just because he's lazy and yet. rich so like the juxtaposition between these two acting styles is really quite poignant yeah. i think mm-hmm. certainly um so on to next fun thing. Uh, I have no evidence for this, but watching it again, uh, I am pretty sure the trope of "Hey, don't worry, it happens to every guy every once in a while" oh. comes from this movie. Whoa. Oh, yeah, no, John Voight is trying to sleep with a lady, and he like can't perform. Uh, okay. Well, he he's also being paid to perform, right? So that's. That's gonna be yeah. like extra. He, bad, he right? is, he is, and in this scene, but he it's, smoked it's like kind too of much the lines. Yeah, he oh. smoked too much dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've had that problem smoking too much dope before. <laughs> smoke dope, pushing rope. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the rhyme. Yeah. I guess yeah. is that actually a rhyme? Because that should be. But I made it up. I, well, there we go. I mean, phonetically, that is a rhyme, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm saying that that should be a phrase that my dare officer, Darren, uh, uh, would... Welcome to my rhyme schemes. <laughs> Um, Yikes! Yeah. Anyway, but 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 he's trying to sleep with a lady who then uh, who's one of these Warhol war, war like people, like a Warhol socialite. So like a rich yeah, yeah. lady that like that like fancies unquote, herself slums famous, but... with these art kids. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Right. And this then, is the uh, first time we well 1969. I guess that kind of makes sense. That's the first yeah, time and... we've ever established that like uh, ED is maybe a thing. <laughs> Yeah, and they and like they he can't perform. John uh, looking into the void can't perform, and so they and so they like d- like play a like a word tile game, like 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 a Scrabble esque or a Quiddler or whatever. I can't remember which one it was precisely, but they're like playing a word tile game. Just and to get keeps... his boner back? That's a weird well, way to do that. Well, no, just to, just, just to distract him, to just, take his mind off, oh, just oh, to see, pass the okay. time, and he and. She, he keeps like making allusions towards certain homosexual themes, and oh. then she's like, "Hey, are you are you gay?" <laughs> and he's like, and he's like "Oh, I'll show you how not gay I am." Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> even though, even though there's a, he clearly has certain homosexual yeah. tendencies, which, yeah. which. 
honestly in this movie are not demonized in the way that I would expect in 1969 nice. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> so... Well, except maybe for his Johns. Like, they, they kind of treat his Johns like they're, at the very his, least, his, pathetic, if not, like, bad. Yeah, his 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 Johns tend to be either pathetic or some kind of weirdo. Which, yeah, <laughs> so so you're absolutely right. They do, they do demonize so it his, in that way. That, his but. homosexuality is not, but, like... Yeah. Or his... His, his client's perhaps, homosexuality is. That, yeah, that is yeah. extremely weird to... Uh, not demonize the sex worker but to demonize the people that go to sex yeah, workers like absolutely yeah. huh. <laughs> interesting to yeah, a degree that's a yeah point, that's mm. that's a very <laughs> interesting part of this that i hadn't considered uh, so part three here's the third the third fun god thing. i the hope third... it's more fun than the last two because man i'm <laughs> bummed the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when this movie this movie was in in like very loose pre-production for a few years because the director had like uh penciled it in as like a future project years before he actually made it um but when they were first deciding on like casting uh they were like hey uh we need you to uh lighten the tone a little and take out some of the gay stuff because elvis really wants to play joe buck oh my god <laughs> uh-huh. right so this movie could have been an elvis movie yeah i just wait okay wait uh, and yeah. actually i'm thinking about it and elvis has the energy yeah, he really does. You're right. I mean, wait, was Elvis the one with the problem with the gay stuff, or was the production company the one with the problem with the Elvis? Elvis gay wanted stuff? to pivot into more dramatic movies, but he didn't want to like ruin his marketability. Okay, yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah, fuck. Elvis is like a weird sort of uh, questionable like sexuality, sexuality. male sex worker oh my God, in like Warhol, New York dressed as a cowboy. This right. is a movie I want. I say, he's, that, like, that, that's like despite a really... his actual persona, he's a very kind of fey dude. Like he has a very pretty kind of aesthetic about him. Like, yes, yeah, and that would be very well a really him. I think interesting and formative sort of character. Yeah, if it were I don't think Elvis kind of was a good enough actor for this to. Oh, work. absolutely! Have, wait, have you have you seen like whatever Hawaii bullshit? <laughs> jumping I've seen off a handful the... of Elvis movies. He's not yeah, a great wow. actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely not. Oh, Man, yeah, that would have been a Gump. departure, though. Mm-hmm. That could have been cool. Wow, interesting Those bullshit. So, um, yeah, that's Midnight Cowboy. That's Midnight yeah, Cowboy. Yeah, I am it's... continuously bummed out. Uh... <laughs> It's it's relentless. It's it's yeah. it's it's real hard. It is a well made movie. I yeah. think that it is a movie worth watching, but it is a hard watch. It does feel it sort is of a good seminal movie to it, watch yeah. in like a, a, a I'm an Academy completist kind of right sense. exactly yeah or like, or if yeah. you watch it with some other people I think um like oh if, I don't get... I definitely don't want to do that no <laughs> no because then you can like be like what the fuck just happened right uh, you can mm-hmm. share the misery okay yeah, yeah. right yeah. right so so I misery would, loves I company would recommend. I would recommend instead that you watch John Schlesinger's uh, previous film to this, the one he made a year before, his adaptation of Far From the Madding Crowd, which is Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, no, it's quite Um, good. Okay. Hmm. We get it. You have the Criterion Channel. I... I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) We get it. You're you're an (laughs) ovule. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, we should. Yeah, do it, we do. Yeah, we sure should. <laughs> so, um, Zach, the IMDb rating out of I'm 10. I'm worried about this. I think it's going to be this bad for this ni- yeah. 1969 nice movie. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is a seven point eight, much like God the damn it. movie. <laughs> yeah, the Barber of Siberia, but this one has ninety five thousand four hundred sixty five votes. Jesus. It's a it's a very seen movie. It's famous. It's, it's famous. It's, it's like, extremely you famous. mentioned it has nominated for one... many Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Do you has... want to know the money? Yeah. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Budget of three point two, box office of forty four point eight. <laughs> yeah, ten x plus. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, That's rated X. Good. So like, lots of theaters refused to play oh, it, and, fucking, and no newspapers kidding. would not advertise it. I didn't even right. consider that. Yeah, they usually get blacklisted because that's the whole thing. Yeah, wow, it, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, so that's wild. It's, yeah. it's some fuckery. So, um, yeah, sure if we get enough. into ratings, um, I'm going to go first. Go <laughs> so, uh, Zach, with your, uh, with your, uh, Old West themed Westworld, uh, community theater asshole movie. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Endless cycles of fate and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and your, and your brightest stars burn half as long. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of theme. I don't know. I really like it. I like, I like that sort of crazy <laughs> bullshit because yeah. it reminds me a lot of Blade Runner. And ooh, uh, shit, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a movie I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it, but I well, yeah. I don't know. I like Blade Runner in a lot of ways in terms of thematics and and inevitability and that sort of stuff because of Russian literature. As we learned last week, um, <laughs> and and people getting lost in the part, and then also like not quite comprehending their situation. I am going to give you Zach a. Eight point one. Whoa. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you say apricot one? I, I think did. He, he was teasing a sixty nine and then went apricot one. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Apricot Great. one. So what's uh, what you as the as for the original? Oh boy, this this movie is a movie that you should watch. I mean, uh, general, not Zach. I, Zach, you'll God, get sad. You'll you'll be far too. Yeah, like I don't a, think I from want like to. a good good films perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like in a, in in terms of as a mm. as a good fi- yeah. Shut up, Lee. Uh, in terms of being a good film citizen, if you are a part of the community. You're you're trying yes. to punch your punch card. I was sure, saying, you, yeah. you mean in a completest yeah. sense? In a completest yeah, sense. The, yeah, there's the completest part to it. And mm-hmm. also, like, it is a genuinely good movie, but it is just such a bummer. Yeah. And also, like, so I had a number of issues with it in regards to, like, how uh, Stare into the Void and <laughs> uh, John and, and Rizzo, like, how their relationship developed, because I don't think it was as explicit as I really wanted it. That was that was my major problem with it because their relationship I don't think developed in a meaningful way on film. It just sort of happened. But okay. and, yeah. we didn't, and we didn't talk about that. 
Um, but that's that that was my major criticism. So I'm gonna give this a a, a six point eight nine. Precise. Okay. Yeah, it's close. It's close. <laughs> but like, it's a good movie. But like, it it like it doesn't quite do it for me. And I think you should watch it, but it's not. No, I I feel like based on what you guys have said, I feel like I totally understand what kind of movie this is like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. crushing. Yeah, crushing. Yeah. Right. Oh my well god. Well made. <laughs> not enjoyable. This right. week has been brutal. This <laughs> yeah. this was just yeah, one more contributing factor. Uh, just a cherry on top of reality. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I will go with the original movie first, um, and I will mention uh, some we talked about earlier this week. Another movie that it beat out for Best Picture this year was a movie I like way more. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. Um, fucking shit. One of the truly most enjoyable films ever made, uh, which also is oddly experimental. Um, I agree. Experiments, their experimentalness is more in the sense of like narrative structure than anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay. if you want a movie from 1969 that's vaguely experimental nice. <laughs> and full of famous actors who won Oscars, it watch has, that one. <laughs> it has my two favorite actors of all time. I mean, how can you go wrong with Redford and New? I have, I have boys. Those beautiful boys. I have crushes (laughs) on both of these men, and I always have. And also, goddamn, like that movie is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and like, unlike this movie, anyway, it's it's got some real depressing parts to it, but it's also quite fun. But it's in service of the story in a way like this Midnight Cowboy. All the depressing stuff is more in service of a theme than than of a plot. Absolutely, I I think that's the and and like that also works. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. agreed, agreed. It's it's hard. It's hard to get through. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give it on on merit a seven. Like, and enjoyability is much lower. But like, it's 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 a good. It it deserves a seven. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, it's no Butch Cassidy, which I would probably rate in the in the nine nine ish nine ish range. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But we can't do it because everybody knows who Butch Cassidy is. But yeah, uh, and the Sundance friend of the kid. show, uh, Caitlin's favorite movie. Oh. Uh, I have watched it with her many times. Oh, solid, <laughs> solid, solid. Because oh yeah. man, I like Caitlin even more now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach, your movie, super tons of fun. You mentioned your Edgar Wright connections. Yeah, but also you got your Stepford connections. Yep. You got mm-hmm. some Westworld with your Crichton. It's all he there. was an eye doctor in real life, and you know what eye doctors <laughs> see? They see twenty twenty. What's twenty divided by twenty? Well, that's one. We're not going to do that right now. But twenty divided by two is ten. You're getting a ten. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! That was a long walk, but uh, that was man, a long I... walk of a short ass pier. I will take it. Uh, it's too kind. I think too kind. Yeah. Someone Damn. take me home because tonight's a long night. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, all right. Thank That's you, it. my good good friends. Uh, next yeah. week we have we haven't talked to her about this. We're hoping it's going <laughs> to happen, but we're not sure. But we're pretty sure. But we're not sure. Marielle doing pennies from heaven. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, God. one of the great lost famous, like one of those movies that should be really famous but is kind of lost. Yeah, to I, time. Sure. yeah, I would agree. Sure. Um, also, God's willing, this pandemic will be subsided. Oh Christ, let's hope. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Uh, I don't. There's expect- really, <laughs> there's really nothing we can do. But 
stay inside. Yeah, we can stay, stay the inside. fuck in your house, uh, our five listeners. Mm-hmm. You, you five people, don't be assholes. This is this is a super cool way to end a podcast. You guys, I just it's, it's no. I had inside. a whole thing, and Seth interrupted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stay inside. Be safe. Be healthy. And until next time, I'll watch what she's. God, God damn, damn it! Don't damn, damn it, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>